Hey guys, so I am just now recording this. I went to a like market to get some work done and I didn't get any work done. Um, but luckily, I do know the guest pretty well. We used to work together at a bakery in Evanston, which is a little outside of Chicago. And she is one of my favorite, I can't say my favorite, because I have a lot of favorites, but um, I loved Hannah so much. My favorite memory maybe ever of meeting someone is <laughs> it was my first shift I took the brown line to get to Evanston or is it the purple line I think it's the purple line and I took it in the wrong direction um I had been in Chicago for a bit but I had never taken it there maybe I had I don't know but I had this like sinking feeling and I was like I think I'm going the wrong way and then I just like prayed to the dear lord I had it and then I realized I was went the exact opposite direction. So I was going to be like an hour late for my shift. And I called the store and I was like crying and my voice was shaking. And I had never met this person. And on the other end was this very sweet voice. And I was like, I took it the wrong way. And she went, I do that all the time. It's okay. And I was like, really? And um, I brought it up like towards the end of my time working there. And I was like, remember, Hannah, remember when I like first called the store before I met you? <laughs> and you said you did it all the time. That made me feel so good. And she was like, Rebecca, I, I've never done that. Like I was just being nice. Um, and it, that is the kind of person she is. She is such a sweetheart. Um, anyways, just so thoughtful. I love her a lot. And um, yeah, she's an amazing illustrator. She is so charming. She is so cool. Um, and a lot of my friends, I am so proud. I feel like she's one of the accounts I've gotten a lot of friends to follow. Like sometimes I'm like, hey guys, follow my friend that you don't know from over here. And no one does. And I've gone and checked like who follows her. And a lot of them are my friends who do not know who she is. And um, yes, she is delightful. She is so talented. You need to give her a follow at Hannah Bess Ross. And yeah, I'm just so excited to talk about her journey. Oh no, my cat just brought in her favorite cat toy, like a little retriever. She wants me to play with her. I'm, I'll try to do that until she gets on. Once again, I apologize for my cat and the society that's going to neuter her or spay her or whatever is um, going to do it a few weeks early. So hopefully that doesn't flare up again. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, I'm going to do a great job. Yeah. I feel like I want to do a podcast about you making a podcast. Okay. Me like getting on and being like, hey, I'm feeling really insecure I'm like, now. I know, but I'm so curious. I'm sorry. I just have to say, I'm, I'm like, I really want to like get my like brand thing have like I've been thinking about making a YouTube channel yeah I don't know but I'm not like I don't know how to do it so what, like, what kind of YouTube are you talking know. about would it be like you front facing the camera or would it just be like you um, probably not as much like I, I watch a lot of like artists who do I don't know like studio vlogs they're called mm -hmm. and like things they're working on like footage of them packaging orders mm -hmm. uh, but I would love to like have other people be like collaborate and stuff mm -hmm. so I don't know that's something I'm thinking about but you should do it I mean I think pick your brain. Part, of it, 
is I can get everything in the world so cheap, but then if I'm invested in a person, then that's when I'm going to like get it, like getting invested in a person is everything. And I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. And I think, I think like maybe if you like talked more to the camera on your Instagram. That's the hard, totally. I, I feel like that would be my biggest thing. I think you just need to get out of your own head. Totally. I know. Well, I'm trying to work. I'm doing, I'm making TikToks now. That's my new, my new, my new thing. Um, But we'll see if I ever make an appearance myself. There's like two avenues we can take. We can either take like, because I'm going to make you talk about all of it, but I'm thinking, let's start with like, so from what I remember, how you got started is, is like you were a really big reader. And then I think the illustrations of it kind of started everything else. Let's start with baby. What was the first book that you were like? Oh my gosh. Oh, it was probably, uh, so, okay. Yeah. So basically I, I loved language and writing. I was a big writer and reader. Um, and, uh, uh, the Phantom Tollbooth. Do you remember that book? Yeah, I can see the cover so clearly yeah. with like the yeah. blue, but I actually never read that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's very, it's like pretty, it's like Lewis Carroll-y, Alison mm-hmm. Merlin, definitely like weird wordplay. Um, a lot of like whimsy, definitely that, like I loved puns and like poems and rhyming and stuff. Um, and that itself is like pretty, uh, like illustrative, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of imagery that comes with stuff like that. Uh, so I think that's sort of where I got it. I loved Harry Potter, obviously, but I, mm-hmm. but even more so than reading Harry Potter, I was obsessed. Baby Hannah was obsessed with the, um, the cover art of mm-hmm. Harry Potter. I don't know the if American or the American, yes. Um, we got better than they did. Some yeah, I first were ugly. Oh, she's so cool. She actually follows me on Instagram now, which is like a weird. I know, but she's doing. I know, isn't that crazy? She sort of like got away from doing that sort of work. She does like abstract stuff mm-hmm. now, which is still cool. But I could see how being like that you know iconic would be kind of hard yeah anyway I would like trace them I would draw stuff like that all the time um so that's sort of where it started I loved like Roald Dahl Mm -hmm. uh, James and the Giant Peach series of unfortunate events oh yeah I remember us talking about oh yes I have a lot of opinions about that yeah again like wordplay like his his alliteration and stuff Mm -hmm. his you know word choice was very important but I think that that's yeah definitely where it started I you know I liked I love Disney I love musicals which again Mm -hmm. like language um yeah I wanted to be in high school I wanted to be an English major that Mm -hmm. was what I thought I was going to do and maybe be a writer but I took yeah I took art classes as well like Art was never something that was advertised, just like something people did at my mm-hmm. month school. I don't know about you, but, and so I just like figured like, oh, what? I can't really do anything with that. It's fun. And I would, 
I was okay at it. Um, I, I like won contests and stuff. My superlative, I won the, the best female artist superlative in my yearbook, which is like specific. And there were also like only 10 people. I uh, also like, I don't love that. I know. So yeah. And I, I guess I, I also thought like art had to be like, if you were a good artist, you could draw realistically. Mm. Like you can make a fruit bowl look like a fruit bowl and you know, life drawing was very accurate and I mean, a little boring. I, I guess I, you know, it's contradictory because I loved so much illustration, but I didn't, I think I just didn't know what that was. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it wasn't really advertised to me as a high schooler. So should I keep going? I don't know. Please. No, I love this. <laughs> I, I love know. this. Thinking. Uh, so then I actually, I, I ended up getting into, uh, I don't even remember now, um, some liberal arts school in like Massachusetts. I was going to go there. I was like Mm -hmm. set to go. I was like so miserable about it. Mm. Um, Like up until the very, very last second. And then I I decided not to go. And I took a year off, um, which again, like that was not something that was advertised as something you could do. Mm-hmm. Like it was sort of taboo to not go to college. Uh, and I was the only one of my friends. And it was very, I don't know, it was very scary because I was only, yeah, 18, 17. I ended up going to Oxford for um, like there, they have like this American study abroad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there I took a film class um and we talked a lot about animation and I was like oh that's what I want to do I could be an animator and I was obsessed with like Toy Story uh weirdly um and then I took a filter then I took an animation class in New York I was Mm -hmm. like a jet setting 18 year old um and I probably didn't appreciate it but and then I was like oh animation is a little too technical for me. <laughs> it was very yeah. computer, computer based, but I really enjoyed like drawing the characters. So then I was like, oh, okay. Which led me to illustration research, which like, again, just, I don't know why I didn't think about it before, but um, so that's kind of how, how it began. I think one of the reasons I love doing this podcast yeah, is because it's so like, people are dancing around usually the thing that they're going to do and also it all like influences that thing you know also I'm still dancing around what I want to do you know and so this has been this has been really good for me I think is because I've always wanted a straight line to what I want and it hasn't yeah. happened. I think Oxford, it's so funny. I thought you went during your undergrad because that was something we shared. Um, and so I think I can say quite certainly that like, I feel like Oxford in particular must have been a really good fit for you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was, it was very, I mean, that's like where a lot of the great, 
writers wrote their their books Lewis Carroll there's like an Alice in Wonderland store there I've been there Uh, yeah it's so cool so beautiful I wish I wish that I had been a little older Mm -hmm. and a little like I was I was pretty shy um and pretty closed off a little prudy maybe (laughs) I don't know I just I didn't really have any friends I had like a couple people that we would go and have dinner like I never really explored very much um I didn't you know I had a I was living with a family but they were kind of shut away and I was shut away I wish yeah I wish that it had been a little bit different just in terms of you know things I opened myself up to Mm -hmm. but it was still beautiful I did get to go I went to like Scotland for a week which was cool by myself that was very it was kind of a lonely experience dude same yeah same oh Oh, yeah 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 Yeah. I think um I like have this whole complex on like loneliness and I don't ever want to be alone but I'll also isolate because and in Oxford I remember some weekends just kind of wandering around and part of me was like this is so beautiful and like part of me like knew like this is so beautiful and I really do love this and appreciate this but also you're by yourself I chose actually I traveled when I was over in the UK the second time Mm -hmm. I had a month off and I like specifically traveled by myself and I was so lonely but also like I like had to isolate like it was like this you know I mean it's it's a weird it's a weird time and I think you and I are similar in that like I don't know like I wanted so badly to like have this like story like fairy tale kind of adventure and I thought like wow I have to be by myself and I'll stumble upon it Mm -hmm. uh, or something like that and I I really romanticized, yeah, like being alone and being, you know, an adult in, Mm -hmm. in England, even though I was, I was only 18, which is pretty young. Yeah. It was the first time I'd been anywhere by myself. And I think I just, I don't know, I, I, I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed the, you know, walking around and I ate. I sat at cafes. I did all the things that you're supposed to do, but mm-hmm. it's also really, it can be exhausting because you're still traveling. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you get settled. It's like a whole new place and you have to be responsible for yourself and for food and for it's mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, it's tough. I, I think it though, like, I mean, I kind of have a feeling for you as well, but like, as you were saying, like you were shy, you were more introverted. And I, when I was in high school, everyone, I was like in my friend group, like most likely to stay in the hometown, go to our home college, mm -hmm, most likely to go to our home college and like get married. And my friends were like, don't, don't do it. And I was like, oh, like, oh, I'm scared, you know? And I feel like, yeah, a lot of fear for sure. mm -hmm. And, but then I think that like 
is so formative for me and I feel like you is then like there was so much fear also do you know what I think has a big influence on it is both of us were really big readers yeah and I think and movie watch like I feel like movie watching too and so like even though we were like scared like little bookworms we were like I have to go on an adventure you know and also I think the heroes of those books were quite weren't always typical heroes yeah you know and so like I I feel like we connected with that like yeah I was a weirdo yeah I am a weirdo yeah and I love I love that about myself now Mm -hmm. but back then it was like pretty hard to articulate like what that was Mm. what was behind it I mean I think you know my parents are are kind of weirdos too um and my friends were weirdos but I I yeah I get you know it I felt like I didn't want to follow the formulaic path I didn't know what that meant exactly um either so yeah I think you're right I think I wanted to be yeah I wanted to be Alice you know I know it's cliche but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes that was New York was really hard too it was like the a month later that I went there and that was just like so lonely like there was only four people in my class Mm -hmm. it was winter so that that was really tough kind of don't want to go to New York again (laughs) because of that experience but it led me to you know where Mm -hmm. the decisions I made which is crazy like yeah it's so but I'm glad I'm not an English major (laughs) You're a really good writer. I think part of the reason I connect with it is I think we did grow up reading some of the same stuff. My favorite stuff you do are your images with words. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the end goal for me, I think, is to be, to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, children's books, probably the most obvious pathway there. But I would, yeah, I would love to do some sort of like graphic novel would be cool or a little I used to do poem poem comics I still do a little bit and I I used to write so much I used to write so much more in college and when I was when I had time really and I don't do it as much anymore but like everything I do is influenced by that part of my brain like it's really weird but I have this thing I do where I will come up with illustration ideas based on wordplay a turn of phrase will occur to me and I'm just like oh okay that's cool so like the rhythm of the words you know kind of influence some sort of image and that's like where I start a lot of the time there's this twitter account I don't know if you know about it called magical realism bot one of those bot generated things that randomly generates a sentence or something and they're always like very strange but like things like that like little surreal turn of phrases are super influential was college kind of the place that you started forming your your brand because also real fast mary sent me um my little sister and she sent me something it was like anthropology or something some illustration oh. and she was like they're trying to be hannah they're oh, not you know like, I'm trying to be them maybe <laughs> no because also like your work has like grown but also totally. like the work I saw you do x amount of years ago is like you know I'm sure it's shaped but it is still like very specifically you yeah I think and that was 
again, really tough because in, especially my first year of college, cause you're still doing those like fundamental classes, figure drawing and things like that, where you're essentially graded on how realistic you draw. Um, and that's, and I understand like you need those basics and those foundational skills. It was really frustrating because I wasn't that good at that. And we, I had one illustration class, like specifically illustration. And it was so hard and it kicked my booty. Definitely cried a lot in that class because I think I, I really wanted to find my style and it's, you sort of want that right away. It does not happen um, right away. <laughs> yeah, I used to draw very, very differently. And it just sort of began to take shape as I yeah, watched, you know, more animation was, was influential as I found more and more illustrators. Like that's the other thing. Like, I didn't know that many, that many artists as when I started college, I remember my teacher like going around and asking everyone to just name an illustrator and everyone was like, Oh, I don't know. It was, just, it was kind of humiliating. Um, but it made me realize like, Oh God, I don't know anyone. <laughs> I had to kind of search that out myself. And then you just, yeah, I started to like piece together bits of other people's mm-hmm. style, like parts of their work that I really liked. They draw noses like that. That's cool. I want to try that, but I don't really like how they do their hands. So I'll try this other thing. So that's kind of where it happened. There's definitely trends with illustration. I think I see, I see a lot of similar stuff happening right now. So that's, you know, anthropology coming for you, but it makes sense. I remember a couple of years ago, like Rifle Paper Co. was everything. Yeah. Now I actually have one of their journals from like forever ago, but kind of like I would not be caught yeah I know what you mean I think that's that's unfortunately yeah what happens I think I'm sure someone somewhere has like mapped out why things are trendy and like what causes it and stuff yeah that yeah they're kind of like so 2010 right now you know I think it's gonna keep growing uh, I look at my old work and I hate it a lot. Wonder where I'll be five years, but. I kind of find myself like kind of almost like gravitating towards stuff I liked when I was way younger, just because like I grew up with like a lot of my mom, like had like vintage and very like totally. feminine stuff. Sure. And then I, Mary makes fun of me. I got a leather jacket from like Ross in college once. And I was like, this is who I am now. And it's, it's just not, I think as we get older, it just becomes more and more like trends are cool and there's a reason they're popular, but I do think like whatever it is, even if you hate the stuff that you used to make, I feel like an outside person, even though you're like, I don't do anything like that anymore, but like there is like a clear kind of path. For sure. Yeah. It all builds upon previous experience and I know I draw I draw a lot of like figures and people of women which is another trend I think for for whatever reason um but I I draw a lot of like patterns and coats and like quilted things and like things that I want to wear but I can't so I feel like in a way I, I live vicariously through my art a little bit I don't know I a lot of yeah a lot of patterns I'm, I'm into that I remember you called them at one point, maybe this isn't really what you did, but you said cloud people. 
Oh, pillow people. Pillow people. Pillow people. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think I saw a funny like tweet recently that was, you know, like the trend in illustration now is like little head, big, big body, big mm-hmm. hands, which is very true. I think I, I follow that a little bit, but yeah, pillow people. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when that really started. Um, Cause it used to be the opposite. I used to draw like these like big headed people with like little bodies. So I don't know, you know, it shifts depending on where, like what goals you're, you're trying to reach. Like children's illustration is this whole other beast where it's like, mm-hmm. you really, you have to, you know, portray things in a certain way because it's sort of a delicate subject matter depending on what it is but and you know you have to make them look like kids which really I struggled with they'll struggle with yeah things like that so you have to kind of be malleable in your style I was kind of thinking well (laughs) as soon as you were like kids are hard and my brain immediately was like make them all frogs like oh you know what's funny about that is I had I went to a conference recently or last year and that is something they do they it's kind of a a dicey subject because like race and diversity in children's books are a big big deal and I went to a talk where they were like well we just prefer to just make them all animals instead of dealing with the race issue it's just sort of a way around it and I was like oh no so I think that is you know that that is sort of a pitfall with with children's illustration I feel like sometimes constantly get the feedback from like children's publishers that my work is too adult or contemporary or folk arty I get that one a lot folk arty I don't really know what that means but um but then I get the feedback from more like editorial people that it's too silly or whimsical and so Mm -hmm. it's like I don't know where I exist, but it's a constant battle. And I'm kind of turning it and I'm not like trying to be a writer, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. You are a writer. Thanks. Thank you. But like the first pitfall of you saying realism, I have dyslexia, dyspraxia, whatever you want to call it. Very bad at grammar. And like grammar's king in education. You can't do grammar then you're not a writer. And so I remember always being so embarrassed in school. And so I'd be like writing on my own and people are like, oh, we'll read and you'll pick up grammar. And I'm like, no, but you don't understand. I'm not processing things visually. So anyways, grammar wasn't really my thing. So I didn't do English. Um, Honestly, though, I took English classes for fun and I loved them. But I was like, oh, I can't be a writer because of grammar. I've been told multiple times, like, you should submit your writing. And I was typing something up earlier today. And the problem is, is like, I'm so niche. I would almost need to be famous for something else. I'm not good at just writing something informative. I don't really want to write fiction. I'm more like, here's my opinion. You're an observer. You're very observant. And I feel like, but like, that's what voice is. I also feel like there's about drawing. Like you, anyone could do it. Like it's really like you could do it and get decent at it. But your, yeah, your, your style and your voice is literally everything. Like, Mm -hmm. so I feel like if you come to the table with that 
advanced a little bit, like you're ahead of the game. I mean, yeah, I have so many illustrator friends, people who went to art school in general that like, they never found that. And even though we went through the same classes and stuff, like now they just do, you know, not that their choices are doing other jobs, doing other things. And that's like very real. So anyway, I think coming to the table with, you know, style or voice is like much more important Um, because you can, you can work on it, you know, but also you could just say that it's uh, like your, your stylistic choice to, to not be correct. (laughs) Like E.E. Cummings and punctuation. I've noticed um, in, I'm using this to sound cool, but um, Shakespeare is like my favorite. Of course. They, they're like my Marvel universe or something. I have very strong. Oh my God. <laughs> but he always puts punctuations on the breath, you oh. know? And oh. I really think, because if I, that's my way of like spell checking and grammatically checking, I don't do it on my stories or whatever. But yeah. I'll always put the commas where I want you to breathe. I do that too. It's called, it's like writing what the way you speak, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that I think is, it's hard because yes, technically, grammatically speaking, it's not always right. But there's like rhythm. Rhythm is so important to writing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't have that. So this book called Word Slut. And it's a girl who's a linguist and I loved it. The main chapter I loved was um, how like girls are always being criticized for saying like and literally vocal fry gives all these examples of like, shut up. Like there's a reason that girls do this. And actually this is the future of the English language. And we're told to not do those things primarily just to sound like a man which right. is stupid, yeah. but, um, but another part she talked about for a shorter amount of time was grammar and how people call themselves grammar Nazis, which actually, yeah. what the heck, that's terrible. Um, but yeah. also how she's like the English language grammatically is always evolving. So sure. you're saying like, I learned this and it was the same in the fifties and this is the same. It'll always be when actually just that isn't true um okay so post-college I remember you mentioned you worked for a were you an intern at a greeting card company yes it was during college um so yeah I got the internship it was like this really coveted thing um I think there were a few spaces there were multiple multiple ones but I the best one that was just um, like illustrate for cards. Like a lot of them were advertised towards other illustrators, but they weren't actually illustration. It was like, you know, work with our design team on like text placement, you know, it wasn't all, you know, so, uh, straightforward, but I was really excited. I like aced the interview. They were really into me. (laughs) Um, and then it was sort of not what I expected it to be. Um, corporate art making is really weird. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of rules and, and restrictions on things. And I, I think 
their own brand branding, of course, but their own kind of style with over everything. And I think that's important. Um, and I understand, you know, when you're a big company, you don't want to ruffle feathers or be too different. Just, you know, it's been working for hundred years. So why not keep it that way? Um, but it was, it was a little frustrating at times. I got a lot of feedback, like my, my pillow people, of course, uh, like, Oh, well, they're a little like, that's showing an overweight person. Like, we don't want to do that. Can you make them thinner? I got that a lot. Um, which is like, okay, first of all, like, you know, this is a drawing and it's, it's not supposed to, it's not about that. So why is that important? So things like that. Um, well, they're not real. Right. Right. I think like they like literally have like purple skin, like what? (laughs) Yeah. And just some of the ways that I, I like drew things, I think was just like a little out of the box. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it was cool that I really did. I just got to draw all day um, and like come up with different designs. Um, but they didn't, they never like really used any of them, which is fine. I mean, there's a lot of art happening there. And and I mean, it could be totally different now that I was like eight years ago, but. Yeah, I, I love how though you always have been pretty solid in like this is what I do and you don't have to I mean this sounds like you're like doing something insane but like it's there you I remember you like telling me something kind of similar um a couple years ago and you were like yeah they didn't like what I did and then the next sentence was oh and I changed or like oh you're just kind of you were like yeah they're like kind of like their loss yeah that happens still for sure um yeah I but I I think I was like I was I was too edgy I remember illustrating this sheep that was like knitting a sweater out of itself Mm -hmm. and it was like kind of (laughs) dark like a weird I don't know like it could have been cuter probably but I remember them being like oh this is a little weird like he's essentially like you know, shaving itself. So things like that, where I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, <laughs> but not really. So it's just like, what what holiday would that be for? I don't know. <laughs> you, I don't know. I have no idea. There's there's like this whole movement within greeting cards now that's like sarcastic and like irreverent. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a dumb card for you. Like, you know. what that's about I don't love that either but I guess it's funny (laughs) you know what I mean have you seen those yeah Yeah. no I saw someone there was a greeting card and it was like I thought of you when I saw this and it's like white with like black letters and like so simple and someone put it on their stories and it opened it and it's a penis like a mache penis no love that and everyone and like but you know when it's a couple and the it's oh, the caption is always do you know what I'm gonna say no but I it's okay I guess and so it's always like downplaying it like uh yeah you know yeah it's We're it's okay. like elevated like elevated like potty humor essentially with this no I and I don't really like it no I don't need I find that like or I don't know. See, like my 
definition of weird like greeting card like when I would get greeting cards for people I would go to the wrong section like on purpose Mm -hmm. so like for my friend I would go to like happy birthday grandpa like that Mm -hmm. stuff like I like thought that was so funny and and weird like I just wanted to be weird um but (laughs) I bought a friend that actually reminds me I bought a friend once like she was like maybe 20 something and I loved this and she didn't get it I was so proud of this I know no one ever gets it it was like a power rangers like happy birthday and I paid like five extra dollars and you open it and it's like three power rangers like coming out at you love that and it was a really detailed (laughs) awesome card and I loved it so much and she didn't yeah people don't know what to do with that (laughs) stuff but that's that's my my stupid humor so I get it I would I would have liked it I Think, okay, well, Nick, I'll try to, I'll try to, oh, is no. that target? I'll try to find it again. Um, so, okay. So since I've last spoken to you, you quit your full-time job mm-hmm. and now you're doing this full-time. What does that looked like for you? Is it just people DMing you in commission? Like, okay, here we go. This is better. You do more commission stuff. Or do or is it more like directly purchasing something you've already created? Sure. Um, it's definitely both. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more so on the, the commission side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think of it there, I think of it as like three different avenues. So there's um, like my shop, my shop stuff where I will put new prints, um, products. I just started getting into ceramics. So things like that, like more, yeah, physical, tangible things. Um, then there's commission work, which tends to be, yeah, like on through Instagram, people like finding me customers from my old job, friends of my mom, you know, things like that, which is fine. And it's, it definitely, helps um but then you know the kind of main line is like client work so that will be more long-term stuff um people who find me who don't know me I think of it as more um and things that get published or things that are used for promotional material um I'm working on a book right now which is crazy my probably my first kind of big big girl job (laughs) is this Um, something that someone like you're working with a publisher yeah so I know I know it's very cool and very exciting I haven't like really announced it anywhere actually I've been sort of yeah you're it's an exclusive (laughs) I don't mean I don't know here folks yeah it's not like a huge deal um but it I mean it is it's it's a like anthology of of stories for kids real publisher it'll be I think out next year so it takes a while but like that's sort of my if you think of it in like a hierarchy like those are like the foundational like Mm -hmm. career building Mm -hmm. uh jobs that I that I want to get um, Mm -hmm. most of all you know they happen not as often and you can I mean you can't 
take on too many of them at once either. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Is that the the job that you got the most excited about? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that that is what I want to do. Like mm-hmm. that was like that's kind of it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I would love, love, love to just you know work on books or big projects and things like that like just a couple of them a year and then still Mm -hmm. sprinkle it in with other stuff so it felt very very validating Mm -hmm. you know they found me like that's really cool but you know I favorite freelance or commission work is when I can kind of still be myself in it um, and it's not so straightforward like just a portrait of my cat please like you know which is still fine yeah and you're kind of like how do I make this different from the 10 other I'm very biased but I I loved I I mean one of my favorite things I like I know what I liked and so then I would just send you everything I would just you do it I thought everything you you were so detailed which is so nice with that stuff because otherwise it's just gonna be like your face like I don't know but worst offender was you emailed me and you're like oh can you make this just like the statue of Aphrodite instead (laughs) and I was like yeah sure (laughs) which was like hard but also not that big a deal it's just funny like can you just whip up some da Vinci (laughs) but I loved it he's like I bet she's gonna say the statue of Aphrodite (laughs) I think I, I did okay. I don't even remember. No, you did. I actually, that is probably, <laughs> even though I understand the, um, the like little bit of salt, um, I still think it's like my favorite detail oh, you've yeah. ever put into, because it looks like so yeah. good. Like, yes, I did ask you to <laughs> whip up this. It was just the way like that it transpired. It wasn't you. It was just like, oh, can you, do you mind? Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. But it's totally fine. <laughs> I enjoy it. I like, actually like doing that. I've done, um, I work with this like history magazine. I do art for them. Mm-hmm. And they, I've like, had to draw the statue of David like four times, um, which again is not my thing, but I feel like you helped me build the skills to uh, embrace that classical artwork. (laughs) Maybe they saw it. Well, no, I don't, maybe like, I mean, this is stretching it, but like in your tagged photos, they were like, that is definitely the statue of Venus. well, it was, I was like listening back to the episode and we talked about the statue of Venus and we were both like, I don't like to wear swimsuits. I would feel more comfortable naked. And I was like, yeah, I think I actually would too. And I'm pretty British. And then she was like, I look like the statue of Aphrodite. And I was like, me too. And then we were like talking about how we were like the goddess of beauty and like how we really related to her. And then I was like, oh, this is, I, I, what I loved about those portraits was just the most random little tidbits, but I was like, okay, how I can do this. This is fun. It was fun because it was like different little details. It wasn't the same kind of thing over and over. I did love to be very specific. Yeah, but I like, I, I appreciate that because 
Some people are not. <laughs> Weird because a lot of times people will show me pieces of my own that they mm. like and they want. And sometimes it's like pieces are so old or like, you know, I don't really draw that way anymore or even like the materials are different. So it's hard to make it look exactly like that. And yeah, I'll come up with something and they're like, no, like a little more like your picture, like your, the way that you would do it. And I was like, but this is the way I would do it now. I don't know. So it's, it's a constant back and forth. I definitely am not the most assertive person still. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish that I could be a little bit more like, listen, you asked me to do one piece and then it ended up turning into like four things. Like, mm -hmm. do you not realize how that's more work and more money? But I, I will downplay payment stuff on my end, like pretty pretty significantly just um, on asking for the money or more like charge as much as you should yeah more of that like they'll ask me and I'll go through the like I've, I've gotten better about it um but I'll go through the dialogue in my head like oh they're gonna think that's too much and I who am I to be mm. picky about what projects I work on and gonna do it anyway so why not let them you know tell me what how much they want to pay essentially is what I end up doing and it's yeah you need to like send them to me <laughs> people who are good at like car dealerships like yeah when I bought my car they were just like so it's this and I'd be like okay <laughs> like there's no I because I don't want to stir up trouble but yeah I mean my my absolute top tier goal um, right now is to get an agent mm -hmm. uh, it's very scary and I've tried a little bit in the past not really recently and I don't think I was ready then so mm -hmm. it's okay and I think too like it's not necessary but I think for publishers looking for illustrators or whatever if they see that like it's a sign that you have credentials or that you'll get your work done and stuff because got a freaking book deal yeah I mean that's cool that is very cool so did you have you just been steadily growing and also I said this in the intro but I am like I'll like suggest people to follow on my story sometimes and I'll like check back later and none of their followers have changed no one listens. yeah I do that too <laughs> and I have so many of I, you know, we have some mutual friends on Instagram, but like a lot of them from different parts of my life follow you now. And oh, I, I didn't even know that. Like maybe the only suggestion people have listened to. <laughs> no, so um, I feel like you were at 3000 for a while and then I checked and now you're at 8,000. Was there like a certain wow. image that people connected with? Um, so yeah, I re I was at 2000 last January. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess. And it's such a weird thing because that's something that's important to me, but I wish that it weren't mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just because it doesn't really mean anything, but I feel like it does. I don't know why. Um, I guess everyone does or it wouldn't thing, but yeah, I don't know. I think there was, so when lockdown or quarantine stuff first started, I was like posting every day um, because I didn't, I had a lot of like random things get canceled, jobs get canceled. I was supposed to do a mural 
had a library that like is closed now forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I was really trying to be diligent about that. So I think that the increase maybe in posting helped. Cannot stress this enough. Those like weird little challenges on Instagram for, for artists. I mean, I'm sure there's some for other stuff too, but there's, you know, draw this in your style. This illustrator, like one of my favorites who does these prompts, like these random, um, she like pick words out of a cup mm -hmm. and you have to draw, you know, whatever is related to those three things. Um, and that has been huge for me because people will like actively search that hashtag and those things and they'll find me there. So I think that that stuff helps. Um, I think people sharing, yeah, I got lucky with, with some just like random big names finding me and then sharing my work. I don't know, I don't know, man. It's It's been weird because it feels like a lot of people, like I don't know that many people. <laughs> but then I see people who are like 90,000 and like that is like unfathomable to me. Like where, who, who are these? Where do they come from? I don't understand. Like, you know, people like that, like a bunch of people. I don't know. I think that really also legitimizes you in the eyes of art directors and stuff. And it, you know, I think a relatively newer thing, um, people using Instagram to find artists like that didn't exist. I swear, like five years ago. This is so embarrassing. I might cut this out, but you were like one of the only witnesses for the search for pink in the very, very beginning. And yeah. you saw it like be this cringy thing. And now it's just turned into me verbally barfing on people and whatever <laughs> I want. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's changed for sure. But I don't know. I think you're the essence of you is still there. It's always been there. You maybe were like one of the first I was kind of like, I'm going to turn my life around. Yeah. I started an Instagram page. It wasn't that long ago, was it? I mean, I guess when I knew you, but like, I don't know, it feels, the podcast stuff feels pretty new. Yeah. The podcast yeah. is about a year and a okay. half old. And okay. then the Instagram started when I was working with you three yeah. or years ago Wait, yeah because it started out as you literally would find pink it was like it the was color it was like a yeah. it was like something right? positive every single day and yeah I had to find it and yeah. I would stretch that so far but um but it was really good because I don't think I realized but I it started in January and I think I was like pretty depressed but I didn't think I, like people having depression was such an other thing for me. I was like, oh, but I don't, not like in a bad way. I was just like, oh, well, I don't have That's depression. Yeah. So I'm not depressed. But then I created an accountability for me to find one positive. Yeah. Be happy every day. Oh my gosh. Find like one detail of life which then turns out to be like a method that therapists prescribe for depression all the time. Yeah. And I happened to make myself. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You, but like we would be somewhere and you'd be like, hang on. 
can you sit on that counter so that the light no it was cool I'm not making fun of it no I no really I, am know, not. I know you're like remind remembering it with like a friendly fondness well, I think I was like, like cringing really excited about actually like because I don't know I think that that has has so much potential and it still does but I think it's such a like wholesome idea I don't know and there's so much crappy social media stuff out there so it's so funny that you use the word wholesome because sometimes I'll post something and my mom who I blocked from seeing my (laughs) stories for a while now she's allowed and Mm -hmm. so um she's like being on her best behavior and she was blocked for like a year and a half but um (laughs) in a very loving way but uh but it was so funny because mom was like, Rebecca, like my friends can see this. Like, this is not appropriate. Yeah. And then the main word people use to describe me is wholesome. Like, <laughs> like, like oatmeal and raisin cookie, like all American, Pippi long stockings. I don't, except for once, I've never kind of picked an Instagram fight. For one, I hate conflict. And two, but um, very recently, people were bashing the movie Emma that came out last year. Have you seen it? Can we talk about that? Yes. I loved it. Of course you did. Loved I, I loved it. it as well. Sorry, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I knew okay. you would. I figured you would have. Well, and I know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we had talked about like Johnny Flynn at some point together, but because of um, lovesick yes 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 oh, yeah oh wow who would I feel like it was so I don't know like it wasn't maybe the best movie I've ever seen but like what how, how could you pick a fight like what was so <laughs> oh here it is it was the nosebleed scene which I oh. love which yeah also- Anya Taylor-Joy said in an interview it was like going to be put in and her nosebleed like started on her own like on cue and part of me like doesn't want to believe that yeah but also I've never had a nosebleed so like maybe it's not as hard as I think or something I am like a little pissed off that she's so amazing she can nosebleed on command will it yeah but um no the the like it was just it was just you know, like, I know you enjoy Jane Austen. I think, like, we used to play the game where it's, like, what combination of characters are oh, you? Emma's always my favorite. They were pissed off about the nosebleed scene and went. You uh, died on down that hill. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's not even the hill. They were, like, misquoting historical facts about Jane Austen. And I was, like, well, actually, did you know? Yes. I was like, I like was coming for them. And there's just like, you know, like that basic kind of Jane Austen fan, which is very niche, but they're like, I'm Lizzie Bennett. And you're just like, yeah. no, you're not like, I, yeah. If anything, they've never seen the, the Colin Firth one. Well, okay. The Keira <gasps> Knightley one is my favorite. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I prefer it as well, but I feel like, I don't know. I don't know when it became, I feel like it's recent that that became like a, a thing that people talked about, like that they, they love it so much. I don't know. I feel like at the time, like it didn't do that well. Like, I don't know. I became very attached to it because in Bible study sleepovers, they're 
aren't that many movies you can show to girls but obviously they have to be romantic we're girls and it's pg we would watch it at like every every sleep so it's like even before and i didn't even love it the first like 10 times yeah (laughs) but now it's looking back at it have you ever seen um i'm gonna say this wrong anna karenina karenina by joe right with with kira knightley yeah Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. good um i love the like theatrical stuff Mm -hmm. it's really this the staging people don't like it I know it, I didn't love it as much um but I still I, it's like how you put Kira Knightley in like any a period piece that's like based on a book and I'm like okay yeah well also people need to calm down about Kira Knightley I'm sorry I think she's a perfectly good I mean I'm not saying she's my favorite least favorite but like people need to calm I down love her. I know she's like also kind of a weird weirdo in a good way I think I don't know I there's this great and I mean this is just a separate thing um that has nothing to do with you being an illustrator but she did this great interview about like you know and she wasn't the best actor growing up but how people just like how like everybody got the right to hate her she was like I was 17 and people would just stand outside of my house and scream what a whore I was and try to upset my dad so he would go off and hit someone and get a good picture and she was like what right did people have that's horrible like and it's because of love actually like that's Mm -hmm. I think where it started and people put you know confused that character with her who is not a good character but she's I mean it's whatever the line like I'm quite pretty aren't I I'm really quite pretty aren't I I'm defensive for her but it's like why can't no she said I look quite pretty and (laughs) why can't she say that I have more of a problem with the fact she was like 18 I know and she was marrying a grown man yeah yeah if we're gonna like find a hell to die on so do you do most of your work on a computer or do you do it mostly by hand right now I feel like I've seen videos of you do both it is the combination but I like very specifically exclusively forced myself not to draw digitally anymore Mm. like I think probably yeah when when I was working at the bakery like because it was sort of a crutch and that's what I had done in in college because mm-hmm. it was sort of the up and coming thing that people did and it's it's totally like it, you know the things that are advancing with digital art is like insane to me like the mm-hmm. you can get brushes that look like real paint you know this is just for me personally I I don't know it felt really just sort of like restrictive like physically almost too and I I felt like my, my eyes hurt. I was uncomfortable. It wasn't fun. Everything I made felt really cold and like calculated and like flat too as well. And what I would do when I worked digitally is I would like draw flat shapes and then I would go, I would literally Google like watercolor texture and I'd overlay that onto the the digital drawing. So I was like, why am I do- doing this? I like very consciously decided to not do it anymore, even though 
that sounds really dramatic. I don't know. It wasn't that. No, I didn't declare anything. No one cares. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It was really important that I, I don't know, try to not do that anymore. Um, so initially, I worked only in gouache. I don't know if you know that is. So gouache is, um, it's nice. It's like a in-between medium um, between like watercolor and then acrylic paint so it's sort of got a translucency like you can re-wet it and stuff but then you can get that like flat shapes and, and overlays and stuff that acrylic has mm -hmm. I worked with that um, for a long time but then I will like swear to this every day my style and my work changed so much when I got into watercolor specifically this brand of watercolor like I, I think I found it on Amazon like it was not that calculated of a of a purchase I just sort of was like oh I'll try it like life-changing and now I only work pretty much in watercolor oh. um, and it's so I think it makes a difference I can like pinpoint on my Instagram feed like where the change is if anyone cares about that it was recent it was pretty recent but I think it, it just makes such a difference I think tools and medium like experimenting with that is such a thing that I would recommend to people who feel frustrated or like don't know what their style is yet and stuff just because it really can just kind of like snap into place if you find the right paint, the right paper, new papers, everything. So that sort of elevated my my game. And yeah, now I do everything. So I will make like edits um, because the thing with watercolor is it's pretty unpredictable and can be kind of wild and you can't really like erase it. So when I'm doing, especially like client work, I will go in and like, you know, roughly define an edge or erase some part of the background just so that it's cleaner I don't know I love the texture like texture so it's just it's so funny to me that I used to like literally like take someone else's watercolor and like put it over my I don't know it's just the full circle um, had you been doing watercolor before the computer no I really in 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 college I mean we had to take some like fundamental drawing and painting classes but once you got up to more kind of advanced illustration classes mm -hmm. you can just do whatever you want like as long as it was finished it's just so funny to me to look uh, look at that stuff but now it's all hand you know handmade or mm -hmm. you know traditional materials which is why I also like I think I really love ceramics too it's just oh, it's so satisfying to like make your own stuff. I, don't know. I loved, um, I was looking at your store and it's sold, but like it was blue and then it looked like little handles were coming off of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The vase that was, yeah, that went to Australia. Oh my gosh. It went to Australia and one of the handles broke. Oh. And because oh, that was, yeah, I think it was one of my first things that I ever shipped. Mm -hmm. um and it's so hard to to do that but she was so cool about it and she like glued it back together and I was like it's perfect <laughs> so I was very grateful but how cool know. Australia I know isn't that weird it's yeah. it's wild where where things end up I, that's the thing about like Instagram that's so cool is mm -hmm. that 
know, you can really break out of your bubble. I think, and also, I mean, this has only happened a few times, but um, my favorite things are when someone is like, I don't know you, but um, like I happened to maybe tag a friend in something and then the yeah. friend really shared it. And then the person clicked on my profile and, um, and I just, that, that is the most validating, you know? Oh yeah. It makes your world feel more connected. I don't know. Yeah. I did a, had like bits and pieces of original drawings and work just like sitting in a drawer. I still do, but do like a little Instagram sale and I like put everything up and I was like, let me know if you're interested, like totally expecting to get like one or two, like maybe my friends or something. Yeah. It was insane. Like I could not keep up with, I mean, it was cheap too. I had like selling it for $10, but like people from France, people in England, some like girl in Germany is like, is this one taken? Is this one taken? And I had to like, I was so stressed out. There was like, what's wrong? Like, I was like sweating, trying to map it all out. So stuff like that's really cool that like, I mean, kind of the way I want to like tie it up or yeah. also it's kind of like a little bit more of an apology for, I think it was actually the birth of Venus. I loved it so yeah. much. I do now have a print of it in my kitchen. Wait, that would that whole illustration or just that? Birth of Venus, not Aphrodite. Hang on. Isn't the Roman for Venus Aphrodite? Yes, but I off of the birth of Venus when she's like in the seashell and she's just, damn, I've been birthed from foam. Everybody fight over me. I loved what you did so much. Oh, wow. Also bought a print of it on Facebook Marketplace. And there isn't a good place to hang a naked woman. Yeah. Well, I think you could get away with that one. Yeah. So I I have her, I don't want to like, I could have her on the wall facing my bed, but then I'm like waking up and it's like boobs. (laughs) So I've like put her over the stove in the kitchen. Just watch it. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ironic. I think like the main thing, one thing I love that also I'm staring at the vase I made you draw on. I've made you do so many things. That's like one of my favorites. Every time you, you post that picture, I'm like, oh my God, my handwriting. Why did I write it that way? Um, I love, I, yeah, I, I think you were maybe (laughs) one of the first people. I'm such a bully. You don't need to affirm that. No, but I would do that. I was like, I was, and then I I loved it. You draw a picture of Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah. And then I was like, you can have my tips for today. And you were like, Rebecca, I'm not taking your tips. And I was like, yes. And it made me feel better about just. Yeah. And it was like two bucks or something, whatever we. Yeah. And I was like, fix it. I'm such a good person. Um. (laughs) I remember that drawing. I, I remember also being like, why did I draw it that way? I don't know. He wasn't he wearing, he was wearing the. I heard t-shirt because I was so upset Did that happen was that real did we ever find out yes oh I guess it's real. Totally real and he said later in an interview like it was supposed to be ironic I don't care it's one of my favorite moments from pop culture ever yeah, yeah. it, it will bizarre but I agree yeah. I would frame it in my home like I mean we have your your <laughs> thing I made you do I still have it hanging up in our my bedroom I do stand by I am such a fan aggressive soccer mom energy 
No, I need to send you like some something else to replace that stuff. <laughs> Never. I do need to get something or buy some or whatever, buy something from you because I have a wall in, I'm trying to like fill it with my friend's original art yeah. pieces. And um, I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I keep putting it off, but I will do it at some point. But anyways, um, I just kind of feel like we're, we, as in me and you as like a team, but like we're on the verge of like you, I think it finally being worth you like sticking to your vision, you know? I think I finally feel that way too. I think I used to say that I felt that way, but not really believe it. I'm on the cusp of something. I know it. Or like when I quit the bakery, I feel like, I don't know, I was, I had to constantly have that like mantra be like, this is it. This is the start. This is the beginning. It's going to happen. And then it just like didn't. But like now, yeah, I feel, I feel like it is happening. And it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish that I were better at not immediately going from that to, well, this is the last opportunity I'll ever get probably. Like I just spiral so quickly from from being like, oh, I did it. I'm, it's validating. I'm legitimate to like, well, this has to be a fluke. And oh, they probably found me through, you know, someone my mom knows. Like, I don't know why that narrative always goes through my head. I'm working on it. I think eventually I'll, I'll stop. I'll shut up. But I, I, I think like, who was, I mean, this is, I don't even really love Dustin Hoffman. And I'm sure he was being dramatic because he's Dustin Hoffman, but he said, he was like, every job I do, I oh, always yeah. think it's my last job. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I think, I think that's a creative person thing. I think that's like the nature of the arts, like things change and you're not relevant all the time and forever. Me, the 29 year old is saying, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I really feel like, yeah, I'm at this sort of delicate balance point where it's like, I could tip over into something really awesome and, you know, fruitful, or I could like make the wrong move. Like maybe I shouldn't make TikToks. I don't know, but I'm just sort of following my, my gut, like for the ceramic stuff. Like I love it so much, but it takes so much time and money I'm like what am I just gonna be a ceramic artist now like no but why am I gonna do it still I want to so I don't know it's hard to know what steps are the right ones but I I mean I love though that you said like because it's it's very like artist and it's very I do think one of our, our strongest most foundational things of us is probably also our big downfall is like being readers as children there is like a story arc and there is a through line and then there are ups and then there are downs and then there's a there's a reason you know um and I definitely understand that like leap of faith kind of deal is Mm -hmm. I did that leaving lamb I mean I didn't have any choice but to leave lambda but I was like so heartbroken and I was so like this is so hard but like look at me I'm jumping forward. And then I like hit this brick wall and it took me like eight 
months to like be functioning again. Yeah. And, but also that time is so important, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like rarely, like when you graduate college and stuff, like you have, yeah, that time where you're like back home and you don't really have a job and it's like, you feel so, I don't know, just drifting and sad too because something's ended like you literally are grieving something that's ended and you have to do something else now and that's really freaking scary but I think that's like honestly gonna happen like a lot for creative people I think that's you know I literally have days where I lie on the floor in my in this room with like my uh, my hands over my eyes and just like crying because I'm stuck and I can't get out of it and I know that I'm worthless and I'm not gonna figure it out and I literally always do (laughs) like I Mm -hmm. there has never been a time where I've not figured it out you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's like a superpower that creative people have I think Mm -hmm. but they're not really aware they have it and then it's like all of a sudden comes (laughs) when they need it wow and this is also dramatic but yeah, those low points are just as much part of it as like the book deals and mm-hmm. the acting gigs, you know? Because it, it doesn't end. really change anything in the long run. Because it's no. like if, well, for me at least, if I handle not being employed very well, I've picked up like how to deal with my mental health from that, gotten stuff very quickly. I still would have had pretty bad mental health and then I would just yeah. be dealing with it on a larger scale. I used to like say this about dating. I probably said it to you before. <laughs> like all experience is good experience as even the bad experience adds to what, you know, informs your the next time or your next choices. I don't know. Of course I say that. And then in those moments, it's hard to remember, but. Do what is it? Do what I say, not what I do. Yeah, Yeah. please. I think it would be so interesting if you were talking to, I don't know if like younger illustrators or people now beginning or like reaching out to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So (laughs) maybe, (laughs) maybe um, wrapping it up because I don't want to steal your whole day. When the baby illustrators, words of wisdom. Um, I think a lot of what I've like had to uh, come to terms with like for as just like who I am as a person but also as an illustrator there isn't one way to do things being a weirdo and like the weird specific things about you are like everything and you need to like mind that you know mm. for all it's worth because that's what people gravitate towards is your yeah like imagination specificity is like everything and I think that's hard when you're just starting out because you want to be like someone who already exists that you sort of put your own weird stuff aside and it only kind of comes later I think yeah I'd say yeah be weird (laughs) be weird look at all the things that you love and then like draw the connections between them there's like yeah the specific parts of those to kind of that makes up a you, a you person. Um, I have a list on my bulletin board that just says what's good about me, <laughs> literally says it. It's just like very specific things and like 
things that I like, things that I like to draw so that whenever I need to like go back to the well, that's kind of there. I love that. One of them is anthropomorphized fruit for whatever reason. I draw a lot of like food with faces on it for some reason. You do. Yeah. Um, Things like that. I think there's something too, yeah, like surrounding yourself with art you like that's Mm -hmm. helpful. Don't feel like you have to go to art school. That's a big one. I don't know. I'm grateful for my experience at art school, but I don't think it was entirely necessary. And freaking buy these watercolors. They're so good. It's a Japanese brand. Link you. Please send me that in. (laughs) I think think that'll probably be better. Yeah, since they're literally the life-changing watercolors. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm could find something else that will all say changed my life. But yeah, I think in like literal terms, like just play with different materials. No, I love that. And I I would say like a lot of stuff. if someone was to ever listen to all the episodes, I think I love how you've like brought in a lot of the common themes. One of them has been, Mm -hmm. what is college? Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like finding the things that make you specific. And what some people might see as a downfall, like you aren't, you don't feel confident in your realism. And then racing the other side of it. But yeah, is there anything else you want to mention? Or and be like- me on TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Um, no, don't. Don't actively don't follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to be aesthetic and edgy, but my life is not aesthetic. Um, oh no. What else do I want to say? Thanks for being my friend. And my so you really I really mean this. Like when you said that you were a fan, like that means a lot. Like people who have supported me, but like through the years, and yeah, I mean you've seen the the rough the rough stuff um uh, I think that's I don't know hold on to those people it's important and I will say I I hope I don't know I am an actor but I'm really bad at lying <laughs> lie is this a lie well, no no I'm just saying like <laughs> I, I do think one of I always give myself a compliment during these um <laughs> but I really do but like I do think I think I'm good at genuinely. I hope you understand that I am genuine in my support. No, I feel that 100%. I am your biggest fan. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have a star out there. Um, Please don't. Um, But anyways, and yeah, thank you for being my friend. And I feel like even though this is gross, but like we haven't spoken in quite a bit, I hope you know that the warmth and love is always there of course and I do I really do like Arthur asked me if I was nervous and I was like surprisingly no like I don't know I get sometimes nervous about meeting stuff or like talking Mm -hmm. to humans I don't know I feel like I've seen you sitting on the bakery floor like crying with me (laughs) like I don't know I don't think that humbles a person a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and I would love to hear one of your if you want to share, but one of my favorite stories, I have many of you. One of the best is a customer once made me cry. It was a really busy weekend and I, I like left and she like clapped in my face. She was like, how can we make sure you don't make another mistake? I said, I'm a person. I went to the back and I cried and it was a very busy day. And you just knocked on the bathroom door and you gave me a cookie and you were like, you have to come back out, <laughs> you know? I do remember that. I remember the customer too. 
don't know if I remember her name, but I do remember. So. Yeah, I remember that there were like a few customers. It was probably I had more that I like refused to talk to. Yeah, yeah. It was just like this little ballet dance of like Hannah will not talk to her, and oh, Rebecca yeah. will not talk to her. I'll handle that person. Oh my god. Okay, well, I love you, and I'm a big fan, and thank you so much. I love I mean, it. If you need anything else, or I don't know, just anything in general. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you know, I will at some, you know, I will, and with a vengeance. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, you. Well, tell Arthur I said hi. Okay, I will, I will. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, babe. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, maybe listening to this, if you've ever wondered, I wonder what my baristas talk about when they're not talking to a customer. (laughs) Um, well, that's what we were talking about back in 2017 in Evanston, Illinois. We were each other's only company for a big part of the day, and we would stand there, and I would make her draw on things, and I wouldn't shut up. So, um, (laughs) really, you just, you really just heard an excerpt of a shift with us. Okay, I love you guys. We have gone up one light this past week, and a very nice friend messaged me on, in my messages. I was like, please, please, like, give the podcast a like, and she messaged me, and she was like, I did it, and I was like, thank you, and I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but she still did. She still did, guys. And you're listening to this right now. So if a wonderful person can be on Instagram and click over and like this podcast, you can be on the podcast app and like this podcast. We actually have more. 24 is nothing. But also most podcasts have like zero, which I think is interesting and sad. Um, My cat is playing with something, of course. Also, leave a comment. It's the same three comments that my three good friends left last year. I already know what they said. I tattooed them on my thigh. Um, Okay, I love you. Hannah Bess Ross, H-A-N-N-A-H, my favorite way to spell Hannah. Bess, Bess and Ross. Hannah Bess Ross at Instagram. And I have started following her on TikTok. Because, specifically, she told me not to. Love you. Bye-bye.